Hey family, what's going on? Hope all is well. Welcome to Planning with Free Life podcast. My name is Paul Park and I'm the lead pastor for a new church plant called Free Life Community Church that's going to be planted in the city of Westminster, Southern California, this May of 2021. This podcast is a journey of what it means to church plant, especially during this time of pandemic. Um, and you're going to be hearing stories from me, my family, my friends, and people that are journeying with us and people that have supported us from the beginning of planting God's Church Free Life Community Church. And by no means this is a podcast of how to church plant or tips and tricks of podcasting, but um, hopefully through the, the interviews you're going to hear, the shared testimonies and just people's hearts, maybe there is something that you can learn of what it means to be called during this time. And maybe for some of you church planners, what does it mean to be called to plan a church um, during these times as well? So we just wanted to share a journey from the beginning and just hopefully that you can continue to bless us, pray for us and um yeah, just, just journey with us through this time. So again, don't forget to hit that like button, hit the notification button, and please, please, please share this with your family and friends. And again, thank you for praying with us and blessing us as a church plant, Free Life Community Church. Thank you guys. God bless. What's up, guys? My name is Paul Parr. On today's episode of Planting with Free Life, we're going to be hearing a little bit about my journey and how God has called me and my family to plant this church called Free Life Community Church. Before I start, don't forget to hit that like button. Please subscribe to this channel and please, please, please share with your family and friends. Um, yeah, so just a little bit by myself. I grew up in Koreatown, LA. Uh, my grandmother was a church planner that came to K-Town in the 80s and started planning house churches, right? So I literally lived upstairs of a church. So the living room was the sanctuary and right upstairs was me and my brother's room. And so that's how I spent my childhood, um, just church and school and and I grew up in a in a concurring context, right? And so my grandmother was a pastor, and then my dad became the pastor, and now I'm on this journey. So I'm a third generation pastor's kid, um, yeah. And so we're doing that. And you know, growing up in K Town was as different than I think it is today. Um, back then, when I was growing up in the '90s, there wasn't that many Korean people in the Korean community, which was odd because it was called Koreatown, and probably had something to do with merchants and you know, money and commerce and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on, but I lived in a neighborhood that was predominantly uh, Mexican, Salvadorian. We had other, um, you know, Spanish speaking uh, uh, brothers and sisters and a little bit African-American when I was there. And so that's the context I grew up in. And so, yeah, I didn't grow up with a lot of Korean people. Um, our church was the only ch uh, Korean church in the block, probably the only Korean family on the block for a while. And so growing up in that, you know, it was interesting. And, uh, you know, went through middle school, high school. And after high school, I had a little journey of my own. I had little palm moments, right? Um, a lot of you PKs know out there, shout out if you're a PK, know that growing up, but then growing up in the church, um, it's not as easy at times. You know what I mean? There's pressures um, and there are things that we had to do uh, as pastor's kids. Not just as pastor's kids, but I was the first son of an immigrant family. 
and that immigrant family um it was a first family in america and so there's those pressures as well the korean pressures as well and so adding up all that i had to kind of figure out my own journey made some wrong choices some bad relationships um but the one thing that i think that i was grateful for was god had a hand in everything i might not have seen that at the time but getting in trouble with some things and eventually getting trouble with the law spending some time um you know in in, in the great facilities of, of orange county uh prison systems i didn't do hardcore stuff right it was just in and out but uh but still spending some time over there uh, just made me realize that um, well, eventually made me realize that God is real and God has a plan. So, you know, when I gave my life to Christ for what, the first time or the hundredth time, whatever you want to call it, um, it was time for me to, to, to see what God has called me to do. And so the first thing I did was go to school, graduated um, at college and went off to get my master's. And uh, yeah, and so the funny thing about church for me was even though I grew up in a Korean context, I didn't grow up in a Korean neighborhood. And so, because like I said before, I didn't have a lot of Korean friends. All my friends were diverse, right? Uh, some of my best buddies till now are Mexican and Salvadorian. So growing up in that made me realize or made me kind of think about what does church look like for me? Um, yeah, I served in the Korean American context at times, but at the same time, I didn't feel like... Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like this was what maybe the kingdom was looking like i needed more i needed to find more so after doing my own soul searching and uh, eventually landed in a church where i was serving in a korean american uh context but at the same church there were other races uh there was a hispanic group and a little bit of uh white kids because i was part of a denomination um where um there was a lot of ethnic groups but they just didn't know how to work together so i just worked in that and you know the first experience i had was when i stepped into the youth room um it was uh mostly hispanic kids i thought i was at home i thought i was there but you know they said no your room is next door with the korean kids and i was like what is going on and so figuring that out and trying to see how can we do this together uh, we speak the same language and we're all from the same neighborhood. But for some reason, the color of our skin is the only thing that's separating us. And that's very easy to say or that's very uh, premature to say. But for me at that time, that was my explanation. Uh, the color of our skin was the only thing that was that was separating us. And so how do we do this together? Um, you know, and just trying to figure that out. And I realized one thing. How do we give, get different groups together um, is by the power of the gospel that's it for me that was it and so explaining that preaching that teaching that to the kids and displaying it as best as i can through humility service and love for these kids we started to come together um slowly and eventually we became one youth group so where we had three youth groups we became one youth group uh spent my time there and then i ended up or i moved on to another church where we had five different language fellowships um and this was very interesting they had five different language language fellowships five different distinct expressions services and pastors leading it and so again how do i when i came into this context how do i continue to serve in a way where i felt like it was going towards the kingdom culture um power of the gospel and the help of the holy spirit so that's all i did um, I didn't know how to do games as much. I wasn't one of those pastors that did a lot of um, games or activities. I had people that do that for me, but my job was to make sure that these kids knew 
uh, what the Bible said about unity, what the Bible said about um, race and ethnicity and how they are gifts that we can use to edify the body or build up the church. Um, the best how I interpreted it and God blessed us. So what well, it was five different youth groups became one youth group. Uh, we had great leaders and, and from that, we also formed a, um, a contemporary service expression. And I'm gonna tell you guys this, um, a lot of my youth or well, now leaders may know or may not know, the only reason why I decided to create a, a, a contemporary service for, I guess the older kids was because I needed them to be leaders in my church or leaders in my youth group. And we didn't have anything for them on Sundays. I mean, we had the traditional services, but uh, you know, many of them didn't, um, relate to that. So we had to kind of switch it up. And with the help of the denomination and, and the pastors, we were able to create a a, uh, a service for young adults, but these young, but the service became more than for the young adults, it became for anybody that wanted a, I guess, a contemporary worship expression. Um, so if you guys know some of the church terms, there's traditional where there's it's a lot of liturgical call and response and a lot of hymns and there's contemporary where then you go like Hillsong and Elevation and those type of services. So we created that and um, yeah, so we were, we were doing it. And then uh, God called us uh, through the voice of a, of a pastor, one of a pastor named Larry Wackemeyer over there at Light and Life uh, Christian Fellowship where they are our sending church. Uh, he called me up one day and says, Paul, what are you doing? And I was like, well, just doing my thing, not much, you know, just on a roll. And he says, well, you know, meet with me. And after I met with him, you know, he says, well, there's an opportunity to church plant. Would you like to, to do that? Now, this is where it gets tricky. This part of my life up to now, because I was in church planning so much, and my wife also was in church planning, the last thing I wanted to do was church plant. When I gave my life to Christ, I said, listen, I'm going to be all in for this mission, this vision, your values. But I don't want a church plan. You could send me to the ends of the earth through missions or whatever, but I do not want a church plan. Fellow brothers and sisters, you know when you pray for something that you don't want to do, what does God do? He flips it right around you and uh, gives you that calling, right? Um, and so that's what I felt. I was like, oh my gosh. And and obviously there was this part of my heart where I was like, all right, you know, I, I, I am... I am familiar what it means to church plant and the joys and the struggles that goes with it. Do I want to go through that again? Well, it's not what it's not about what I want. It's about what God's calling is. And so God called me, um, you know, kicking and screaming um, and finally saying, you know what? This is my calling. And if it is my calling, I'm going all, all in 100 percent. And so, um, you know, I thank God for giving me another chance to to serve in the kingdom. And I also thank Larry Wackelmeyer and his team for allowing, giving this opportunity for my family to to be a, a church plant. Not just any church plant, but a church plant that really, um, what I'm a passionate about is multicultural, multi-ethnic, multilingual as well. Um, and so the model of church that we're trying to do is, you know, contextual for this generation, but also bridge the gap between different ethnic um, communities, because we also know that second and third gen um, people or young adults or whatever you want to call them now um, that are born in America, raised with this type of system, but their parents are not part of the system, right? Their parents are from home or their native land. So how do we reconcile that um, their families together because there can be some cultural gaps. That's probably later on, probably next few episodes we'll talk about that stuff. But uh, how do we do that? 
And, um, and well, for me, the foundation is the gospel. Again, you preach the gospel, the Holy Spirit will do the rest. I truly believe in that. And so, yeah, so so that's what we're trying to do, me and my family. And, uh, you know, we gather some great people that you'll be hearing from in the next few episodes that are journeying with us and are called, I guess, to journey with us during this season. So that's what this podcast is about. Um, it's not that much about tips and tricks on how to church plan. Um, but at the same time, there might be some lessons or there might be some um, reflections that, that you guys might have as listeners um, that then you might learn something, you know, I don't know, you know, so we're also going on this. It's not like I church planned before, but at the same time, I do believe that if we continue to, to, to answer the calling of God, God will give us, uh, you know, sometimes the answer, but also just the guidance with the help of the Holy Spirit uh, to, to fulfill or continue to fulfill the mission, which is to preach, teach the gospel of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world um, and just bring that hope, bring that light to the world. And so we just wanted to start off this podcast with a little bit of introduction of myself. Um, you'll hear from my family later on and most of all my friends and those are journeying with us. So again, thank you guys again for listening and uh, just be blessed. All right, guys, peace. Thank <music> you.